0: Welcome to Episode 8 of Hit the Mic with Stacey Harris. Hello, hello. It's Episode 8 of Hit the Mic with Stacey Harris, and I am stoked that you're joining me. Today on the show, I have a really cool interview with Natalie Lucier of Natalie Lucier Media. We talk about sort of her beginnings and her journey to sort of getting from Uh, where she started to where she is now. We talk about networking. We talk about building communities around your business. We talk about her amazing 30-day list building challenge that she did. We talk about all of it. So that is going to be fantastic and you guys are really going to enjoy it. But before that, I have shout outs. Now, I need you guys to do me a favor. I know you love the show because you email me and you tweet me, and that's awesome, and I appreciate it so, so much. I'm so excited that people are enjoying the show, but the what we need to do, the thing we need to do to get more people around on the show is head over to iTunes, leave a review, leave a rating. Uh, Five stars is fabulous, but... You know, whatever you think fits. Like, honest feedback is great, but I, I need 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 you guys to head over to iTunes because that is how we really get to maximize this first eight weeks of the show and get up there and new and noteworthy and really get in front of even more people so that I can really get our guests in front of some really, really cool people and I can get your shout outs in front of even more cool people. So today's shout out is is to everyone who has left five stars ratings because a few of you have left ratings. I think we've got three or four ratings uh, with no review, so I don't have a name to shout out, but thank you guys for your ratings. Um, so, Like I said, subscribe in iTunes, leave a review, leave a rating. That is how we really get to maximize our time on iTunes in the new and noteworthy. We have four more weeks. Yeah, this is episode eight. So we have four more weeks in the new and noteworthy time after eight weeks. I, I no longer get to be new. I, I like to still think I'll be noteworthy, but I don't get to be new anymore. Um, so make sure you guys are going over to iTunes and giving the show that support. I really, really appreciate it. So, in addition to that, I want to remind you guys to get your questions over to me for upcoming shows. I am uh, running out of questions. You guys have sent over some really, really good ones, so you're going to have to really work it uh, to, to stretch your question selves, because you've got some really good questions in so far, um, but email those questions to podcast at thestaceyharris.com. All of the show notes for this episode are going to be at thestacyharriscom slash episode eight. I'm so excited to talk to Natalie, so let me share a little bit about Natalie. Natalie Lucier has been making websites since she was 12 years old and graduated with a degree in software engineering and a job offer from Wall Street. In a gutsy move, she turned down this job to start her own business right out of college. Now running a six-figure consulting company, Natalie helps thousands of people all over the world, get techie with it, and has been featured in Forbes, Inc., VentureBeat, Mashable, and 30 Under 30. So without any more interruptions, let's jump right in and talk to Natalie. All right, everybody. I am super, 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 super excited today because I have with me Natalie Lussier, who is uh, my mentor and someone I consider a friend. She's really, really, really fantastic. Um, I got to meet her face-to-face, in August um when I went to New York to see her specifically um so that was really cool so Natalie thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me Stacey this is so fun. I am I you were you were on my list pretty early in the whole like let's create a podcast idea uh well once the idea actually became, out I'm really going to make a podcast because we know it sits in idea land for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm so honored. That's great. So for those of those silly listeners who live under a rock and do not know who you are, could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I call myself a digital strategist for ambitious entrepreneurs, and I tend to work mostly with women, but there's a couple of guys who sneak in every now and then. <laughs> and um, basically what I do is I, I teach kind of the online marketing technology and strategy behind, you know, doing business online.
0: Very, very cool. And you, you just launched something new, right? The, the uh, launch program you have?
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's called launch it and profit and how it's different from the other programs out there is basically a lot of times we're taught to use formulas and, you know, I'm not against formulas in general, like for certain things, like there's just specific steps that you need to follow, like with technology, that makes sense. But I feel like when you're launching a product, there's no one System that you need to follow. And so, what I teach in this program is more about how to approach launching as if it was a dance. <laughs> so, you have a dance partner, you need to learn the moves, and it's kind of a seduction instead of a, you know, in a lab with your white coat on trying to figure out what ingredients you need to sell.
0: Also, I think that's just simply more fun. <laughs> totally. I mean, putting on <laughs> dancing
1: shoes and dancing is way more fun than working alone in a lab.
0: <laughs> way more fun. Okay, so. You have this great new program, and I'm super excited about it. But how how did you sort of get to that point? Where did you sort of start out in your online business journey?
1: Yeah, so it's definitely not a straight path in any way. <laughs> so um, it all started where I was actually in college, and I was studying software engineering and doing a lot of programming and internships, and when I graduated, I got a job offer from one of the internships that I had worked at on Wall Street, and I turned it down to start my first online business because I just knew like there was some sort of intuitive thing that was telling me like that's not the right path for you. So I turned that down and started my first business, which was called Raw Food Switch, and it was all about healthy eating, eating more fruits and vegetables. And what I learned in that business was all the online marketing stuff that I didn't know about, but I built my own website and, you know, the tech stuff I had handled. And so what ended up happening is that as that business got more successful and people started to take notice, they would come to me and say, who built your website? How are you making money doing this? Can you teach us? all this marketing stuff that you learned. And for a long time, I actually resisted it because I was like, oh, I don't want to be a scammy internet marketing person. (laughs) So I resisted. But then finally, when I was like, okay, like a lot of people are asking for this, um, it just kind of opened the door to Natalie Lucia Media, and it just became like a six-figure consulting business not necessarily overnight, but very, very quickly. And um, from there, I was like, okay, it definitely like it has the tech skills that I love. It has communication and just a lot of the other things that I knew I enjoy doing. So it just made perfect sense to keep that as my main
0: business. So is your original site Raw Foods Witch still around?
1: It is still around. Yes. We're actually rebranding it. Um, it was a Six months in the making process, <laughs> so it's still, still happening. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I haven't really blogged there for about two years, but there's still been a lot of traffic um, just because of the way I set it up using search engine optimization and just, you know, natural links and all that stuff.
0: That's Awesome. Yeah, really awesome. And see, I love that story, especially because like I started as an audio engineer. That's what I went to school to do. And I interned at a, a at a record label uh, here in Phoenix and I got offered a job and it was like, I, I don't want to work for you forever. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just it wasn't the right fit. And so it's kind of it's kind of funny, the path we take that sort of gets us to where we end up, which I'm sure it, we're both very young, so where we end up probably isn't even going to look like it does now. Um, right. But I love that. I love the sort of the journey of it.
1: Yeah, and I will say one of the things is, like, I could have never imagined what I'm doing today back then. Mm-hmm. So if if people are, like, currently, like, oh, but I want to see, I want to be doing something different, or, like, I'm not sure if what I'm doing right now is what I want to do forever, like, it's totally okay, that and it will evolve and change as you evolve and change. So, yeah, just
0: trust the process. Absolutely. And I'm a big proponent of, of just start doing it. Like, I sort of got online and into my business through being a VA because I had the necessary skills and I had the necessary technology. <laughs> like, okay, that's it. Let, let's start here and we'll figure it out as we go. And certainly I'm sort of a world away from where I once was. But it's true. Just sort of, like, trust the process and, and go with it. You'll you'll sort of get there. Totally. I love that. Um, I know that you are a big proponent of of community and connecting with people and you're really great about um, connecting different people and and getting to know people. What impact has sort of networking done in your business? Huge.
1: Um, So early on, I, you know, like all of us, I was just working by myself on my computer, you know, Nobody knew me, and um, I got this this insight or this um, advice from online actually Where else? Um, the, the advice was that if he only had a hundred dollars a month to put towards marketing, that the best thing you could do is save it all up and then pay for your flights or your hotels or whatever and and go to an in person event for your industry or whatever you think that would be helpful for you. And I did that. So the first kind of big event that I went to was South by Southwest and it was in 2010, I think. And basically I met like all these like big name bloggers and business owners and just even like talking to them for 10 minutes over coffee or, you know, having a drink or wherever we were really, really changed the way that I thought about my business and also led to some incredible you know, collaborations and cross promotions and all kinds of things that would have just like they literally changed my life. So I can't speak highly enough of like connecting to more people and seeing how you can support other people as well as being supported by them.
0: And that's something you continue to do now at this level, which is obviously much different than you were at 2010.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely a never ending process. And it's cool, too, because you can kind of you'll see that you're growing with your peers. So um, a lot of times I tell people, if you're going to an event, like, don't try to just meet the A-list people or like the people that you want to be friends with because they have the big audience or, you know, you think they can do something for you, but actually meeting people who are at your level because they're going to grow with you. So as they grow, they'll be able to support you. Like you can support each other as you continue to kind of build your own businesses as well. And, and you know, as that happens, then maybe those A-list bloggers will be like, oh, cool. Like, how can I support you? <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> kind of like this cool effect that happens.
0: And I and I think that's really key and that's something that's come up on the show before is is connecting with other people who um are sort of at your level or around your level and who maybe share an audience but you don't necessarily do this you don't serve that audience in the same way. Those can be fantastic partnerships to really build long term, um and and watch your businesses sort of grow together.
1: Yeah, totally. And it's funny because a lot of times, I mean, I end up working with a lot of health coaches because of my health business background. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I see health coaches saying like, oh, I can't, um, you know, I can't network with other health coaches because we're competing for business. But everyone has kind of their own spin and their own unique ability to help people. So some people are more on the fitness side. Some people are more on the nutrition side. Some are more about habits and mindset. And so I feel like, it's never like you're competing for the customers because customers will probably buy from everyone if they really want the help,
0: right? For sure. Well, and also I think, and, and maybe this is just my social media background because there are literally 5 billion social media fill in the blanks, <laughs> It does kind of like they want to buy from you. So, like, I could have the very same expertise as, you know, someone right next to me does, but they may want to buy from me or from that other person just based on personality alone. They're, you know, especially, I think, in today's marketplace where so much of it's based on relationships and so much of it is based on who the person is that that can really play a big part in it.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. And it's like people want to do business with you, Stacey, because you have rocked the mic. You have such like a fun rocker personality and you make people feel comfortable. And it's like people will be attracted to different things and different people. So I totally agree with that.
0: So this is my favorite thing is when guests come on the show and then they say really nice things about me. <laughs> like the whole reason I have a podcast. It's just people come on the show and say the nicest things to me. I like it. <laughs> This will keep the show going forever. Flattery will get you everywhere, people. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, moving forward, you know, more networking, but also like how have you used those relationships in and I know you're a big proponent of this because it's something you've you've talked to me about doing uh, that I haven't done is is like joint webinars with people. Are those relationships you nurtured through networking or someone put you in connection? How do those usually happen for you?
1: That's a great question. So sometimes they are, you know, just like business friends or, you know, we've met at an event or um, we did some sort of a mastermind together and and usually it's funny because those are the people that i don't think to do it with automatically um Mm -hmm. because we're so close to each other and we kind of like it's kind of we're too close to see the connection Mm -hmm. um but then the people that do tend to happen the most is when i've done something with someone else in the past and then they referred me to other people who are like hey i think these might be cool um, people to do joint ventures with or they probably have a great audience for what you're doing. Um, and it's something that I'm also starting to do more with the people in my network so that I can actually pass on similar connections. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's interesting because part of it is the people you already know, but it's kind of like taking a step back and saying, who do I already know who would be a great fit for this?
0: That's true. This was something that I, I have been thinking about more and more in, in, getting into doing more courses and making things available for people that are that are sort of not directly involved with me like uh, like courses and things where it's more self-study um, and so it's something I've been looking at and it's so funny because I sat down and looked at like all of the people I know because as you guys all know I'm a huge fan of networking and connecting and I have a very um, large circle of, of business buddies um, either through um, my mastermind which I actually do with Natalie I think you guys all know that um or um groups like thrive hive or yfe and but it is it's you got a point where you're kind of too close you're like well but they're just all my friends what could we do together <laughs> totally and you have to sort of force yourself to take that step back and like look at their skills objectively <laughs> it's hard
1: Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it's like, well, they're my friends. Like, let me find some new people to do this with. Right. But that's actually way harder to approach someone that you've never had a conversation or relationship with to try to do something like that. Whereas if they're already your friends, it's more likely to go smoothly, like smoothly that you know them, they know you, like there's a lot more trust and a lot more synergy there. But yeah, at the same time, we have like this resistance to it.
0: It's true. That's why only my friends are on this podcast, because you guys are really easy to ask to be like, will you come hang out with me for half an hour and say cool stuff? Um, (laughs) It it works that way. Totally. So I know that you've done a lot of things like being like, for example, you're you have information in programs like Marie Forleo's B-School. Is that something that you did strategically? Or is that some an opportunity that sort of came to you? How did that come about?
1: Yeah. So that was actually, um, Marie just approached me and said, Hey, you know, would you like to create content in B school? And I was like, sign me up. (laughs) Um, yeah, but I do have every now and then people will approach me and say, Hey, do you want to do an interview? Do you want to do a guest something or another? Um, and I think at this point it's, it's really for me because I've, started to get more of these <laughs> than I can handle mm-hmm. it's like okay so what makes sense and you know who has the, the right audience or who can I help the most um but obviously Marie was easy yes <laughs> to say too
0: no one says no to Marie Forleo it's a rule on hit the mic with Stacy Harris there are <laughs> no's, no nose, no's allowed <laughs> that's awesome um the other thing I want to ask and this is this is something I didn't tell you about before but I've just sort of thought up is I recently read an article and I'll put it in the show notes so you guys can all read it. But it was talking about a guy turned down speaking at a Ted event because of the, you know, people asking him to speak for free and they, you know, they should be paying speakers. And a, it's a really great article and I'll post it. And not too long ago, I read another article about a writer talking about people wanting to create content for free. So when you have these opportunities where maybe someone's doing a course or maybe someone's having an event and they want you to come out and speak on the basis of exposure for you. What are your thoughts on people taking those or not taking those? Like, is that something you need to be strategic about how much you take or is it something you say never do? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so I think it really comes down to, like, what's the purpose of, like, either writing content or speaking or whatever it is in your business. So I've definitely spoken for free. I write free guest posts all the time. So it's really, like, I don't think it's a – always say no to those opportunity type situation, but I do think it's a taking a step back and seeing like, what is really the advantage here for me? Um, and it should be a win-win, right? So, you know, it should never be like, let me take as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're creating content, if you can do like a triple win, so it's like, good for you, good for the the website or the event, and then also good for the audience, then that's usually the best situation possible. Um, but in terms of actually, Realizing or like kind of assessing these situations, um, I think it comes down to like where you're at right now. Like, is that what you need the most of in your business? So if you need the business, if you need, uh, more exposure and you feel like you need to like be building your list or be getting more clients, then I say speaking for free is great and, you know, doing guest posts is great, but just making sure that it's the right audience fit so that you're not speaking somewhere where like, Either they're your peers and they're never going to hire you or they're um, maybe like too advanced or they're too beginner and they wouldn't understand. So it's basically like making sure that you're at the right event or the right blog. Um, and then also if, if you are at the place where you don't really need more exposure, you don't feel like you need more clients, which I don't think that really ever happens because we're always trying to grow our business.
0: Yeah, I'm not um, sure I'm okay with that person.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> so... In that case, then it's really about, um, like, how much time do you have, right? So I like to take a look at my my priorities in my business and say, like, certain seasons in my business are focused on specific things. So, for example, this summer was, like, the summer of list building for me, and um, right now I'm not focusing on list building as much. So I'm not doing any guest posts, I'm not doing any speaking or anything like that um, because I have my program that's, you know, running right now. But, you know, if you could take a look and say, okay, well, I know by spring I'm going to need to list build again. So let me take a look at these different opportunities that are coming my way and see if I can line up with other people who need what I have.
0: And see, this is why I wanted to ask you this question, because I knew you'd have such a well thought out answer and it would it would sound so much better than mine. (laughs) I totally 100 percent agree. I think that and, and I was talking to a friend of mine who's actually been on the show. You guys have all heard from her, Jules Taggart, about this last night. Is when we were talking about it kind of depends on, on your schedule. Like, do you have room for that? And in a lot of ways, sharing your time and sharing your information with a group at no cost can be, um, a really nice thing to get to do. Um, you know what I mean? So I think that, um, an, an example that she brought up was World Domination Summit is a lot of the speakers volunteer their time and and go out there and speak for free so that World Domination Summit can stay at the, you know, the lower cost that it is for an event that size, which it's really reasonable for an event that size. Um, and so I, I think that's really cool. And I think it does sort of matter on, on what your goals are and what you're where you're at in your business and also, you know, what the event means to you. I know there are in all of our world sort of those things that we were like, yep, I'll do anything for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? We all have those groups. We all have those events. We all have those people who if they are on the other end of the phone, we're going to be like, okay, yeah, we'll figure it out.
1: Totally. Yeah. And it's it's so cool what you brought up because it kind of comes back to that relationship piece, right? So I'm sure people who are speaking at um, WDS, like they are probably friends with Chris or, you know, there's some sort of connection already that they have. And so it makes it an easy yes for them. And if you have a, a great relationship with somebody and, you know, they ask you, hey, do you want to come speak for an hour? Then it's a lot easier for you to say yes than if it's like a cold, you know, out of the blue person who's like, hey, um, you know, we don't know each other, <laughs> but I would like your time for free. It's a little bit different of an ask.
0: It, that is a much more awkward ask for sure. <laughs>
1: Right. So like, but hey, it doesn't you no. Know,
0: I, I just want you to come out and do this for me. Thanks.
1: Right. But yeah, I mean, it also, if you are on the other end and you are asking somebody like that, um, you can still make it a great opportunity for them. So if you can really articulate why they'd want to do it and who it's going to help and how many people it's going to reach, like, I think there's a great way to make the ask work too.
0: (laughs) For sure. And I think that's something that for people who are maybe stretching themselves and, and looking for um, guest posting opportunities on sites that are maybe a little above where they feel they are currently um, is making clear that sort of win for the other person. I think that's a really valuable piece of information to just sort of crowbar in here is, you know, make sure that it is a win for the other person. If you're the one doing the asking. Totally. Now, is there anything that um, you just did the 30-day list building challenge? You, you ran it this summer, and then you re-ran it in the fall, and now it's an Evergreen product. Um, was that something that you kind of wanted to do for a long time, or was that something that sort of came out of a demand from your community? How did that come about?
1: Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I have to say first that it's free, so anybody can go and sign up for that. And it's um, awesome. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes, so it came out of, um, it really it was just like, I just wanted to do list building this summer and I had like a month or two where I didn't have any like events planned or I didn't have any, um, I, I was traveling unfortunately, but I didn't have like any other commitments during that time and I was like, okay, great, so let me focus on list building for these, for these days or weeks and um, and I said hey like what would it be like how awesome would it be if I could invite other people to do it with me so that was really like it was kind of like I feel like it was just before I was falling asleep or when I was waking up and I was just like ding idea yeah. so wow. um, it those. wasn't really yeah it wasn't like pre planned or anything like that and then it definitely evolved so the first round was just a couple of emails and maybe like one or two videos and then the next round, I got great feedback and everything. And I was like, okay, well, people like this. Let me do it, you know, bigger and better. And then now it has daily videos for 30 days. It has um, checklists and other tutorials. And then it has a Facebook group, too.
0: It, it is a ridiculously valuable free program. I mean, for, and there'll be a link to it in the show notes so for those of you who haven't taken advantage. I need to do it again because I keep falling off the wagon at, like, day 10. Yeah, well, you can start
1: back just from day 10, too, (laughs) (laughs) because I think think you have the foundation set. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But what um, is feedback? You know, you kind of it's almost like you beta tested this program. Is that something you do a lot, sort of like run a small version and then because you've got a lot of courses and things like that. Do you sort of run a small version and beta test things and then do a massive launch or do you try and keep things um like ready to go and then just launch it.
1: I do. I do prefer beta testing and, um, it's kind of, I've found like it's just way less pressure on me, (laughs) so I tend to do better in that scenario. And, um, so yeah, like the first round of 30 day list building challenge was just kind of like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) (laughs) I wrote the emails as they were about to go out. So it was definitely not, you know, super polished or anything like that. And we did have some tech issues. Um, so it was definitely not perfect, but I was like, okay, great. So I got feedback. I I actually asked people like, what did you like? What did you not like? What could we do better? And pretty much everyone was like, we want more videos. And I was like, okay, (laughs) let me do that. Um, but yeah, even in terms of like launch it and profit, my new program, that is kind of coming out of an older program that was called launch it yourself. And that other program was actually only about the technical side of launching, so just, like, membership areas and shopping carts and things. And so that's going to be incorporated in the new program. But um, because I'm creating so much new content for the new program, I actually capped the registration to 20 people. And that was, like, I could have sold more for sure, but I just didn't want that pressure on myself to be able to get the feedback from a small group Mm -hmm. and to get the interaction from everyone in that group before I opened it up to, you know, tons of
0: people. I I love beta testing. Um, I beta tested the Rockstar Guide to Facebook Marketing. I'm actually getting ready to, to beta test another course. Um, it's just so much fun to get to go through it once with some people and, like, see their feedback and make sure you're sort of checking all the boxes and and serving them the way you, you want to. Okay. Also, I found in beta testing, it kept me from over-delivering and overwhelming people like because I got that immediate feedback like whoa this is a lot or you know like can we space this out more because I think that's something that as um as sort of teachers we kind of want to like we want to give you everything we want you to have like all of the information you can have but sometimes you get into a course and you're like oh my gosh this is just too much I can't do this um so I I love beta testing for that perspective as well is just to make sure that everything is where it needs to be yeah, that's such a
1: great point. Um And I think also as entrepreneurs and, like, teachers, we want to give everybody, like, more than what they're paying for. Like, we want to make sure that they're actually getting, like, tons and tons of value and yeah. we're delivering um, And sometimes that can cause a problem, like that overwhelm that you mentioned. Um, so what I've found to be really useful is, like, how can we almost, like, boil down, whatever it is that you're helping people with to like what would be the one or two things or however number number of things that you need to do that if you focus just on those people would get the results and of course you can add on more but like just having that core result getting information or you know if it's a service that you offer like what would you have to do if you only did this they would still get results and then from there, you can kind of flesh it out a little bit to, like, make sure they understand everything around that. But I think that's really game-changing.
0: That is. It's a really, really great um, perspective to have, and I think that that's really key. Because it can be overwhelming when you dive into a program and you're like, I this is, this is too much. I can't do this, especially if you're coming from a beginner level. Um, I know with my stuff and, and coming from social media, I, we tend to think that everybody knows the stuff we know like undervaluing our own knowledge. And then like we'll build something and they're like, wait, you missed a whole step here at the beginning that you just assumed I would know. Right. Absolutely. So I think that's really key. And I, I'm, I'm glad that you, you also beta test because it makes me feel good about beta testing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally. And it's it's a great thing just like from the creation of the product perspective. But it's also great because um, that smaller group becomes kind of like your advocates so they can help you when you're promoting the full version, if you will. Um, <laughs> and they, they can give you like feedback. And it's just like it's just cool to have them in that smaller group and to be able to interact with them more.
0: It's true. And I like small groups anyways. because it's, ju- it's just more fun to get to engage with them and, and things like that. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Can you tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and, and, you know, know you and and get on your list and and things like that?
1: Yeah. So if you want to go for the 30 Day List Building Challenge, it's 30daylistbuildingchallenge.com. And my main website is com. I'll spell that out. It's just N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E-L-U-S-S-I-E-R.com.
0: And, of course, all of that stuff will be on the show notes, so I, you'll be able to get that easily over at the Uh Thanks again, Natalie, for being on the show. It was so fun to get to talk to you and connect with you. I always love getting to chat with you, so thank you again for being on the show.
1: Oh, thanks for having me,
0: Stacey. I can't wait to share it with my people. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks again to Natalie for being on the show. It was a great interview. Just a reminder for you guys, be sure to head over to iTunes and leave your ratings and your reviews for a shout out on a future episode. And for all of the show notes for this show, head over to thestaceyharris.com slash episode eight. See you next time.